Welcome to Pios and Five, a podcast series at Merida College that allows us to have a quick and insightful conversation with students, alumni, and employees. Today, we are joined by John Stropbeck, a 1979 graduate and a former Olympic aurora who is now the CEO of Boathouse Sports, a company that makes elite performance outerwear, team uniforms, custom jackets, and other apparel in the state of Pennsylvania. John, thank you for joining us today. Tom, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Well, John, John, just want to get right into it here. Um, you know, your company recently, with the onset of uh, COVID-19 pandemic that we're all sort of dealing with now, quickly switched gears from making athletic gear to making much-needed medical equipment. Can you talk about why you did this, why you thought it was important, and how you were able to do it so easily? Um, sure. Um, it, it, I think, first and foremost, it's the right thing to do. Um, and uh, as far as how we could do it quickly, um, part of the core competency of Boathouse has always been speed. So let me elaborate on it. One, um, we've been producing athletic apparel for teams nationwide and abroad for 30 years. Um, essentially, on uh, March 13th, um, I'm an assistant coach uh, for a local team, and we got a message that the Ivy League shut down all their sports for the spring. And uh, quickly over the next couple of days, all sports and all schools started to shut down. So we realized, oh, holy cow, our whole market's gone. Um, we built a strategy to try to operate at about 50% capacity. But then a couple of days later, on the 19th of March, the governor of uh, Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf, declared all non-essential businesses must shut down. So essentially, we had to furlough all our 200 employees. We didn't really have any other choice. Um, so that created um, a need, and we started thinking and, and, and quickly um, determined that we could begin to make medical product, PPE product, for hospitals locally. And fortunately, a couple friends of mine who are RNs up in uh, North Jersey, New York, had an idea on how to repurpose um, materials that are sitting inside hospitals and turn them into masks that can be used by doctors and nurses and patients, patients inside the hospital. Um, part of the challenge with COVID-19 and the, the, the inability for us to respond quickly is, is built into the businesses in general, overall businesses over the last two decades have evolved to just in time. So there were no materials in anywhere in the pipeline, anywhere in the supply chain for which to make PPE products. And um, still today, there's very little of it, but things are ramping up quickly today as of April 8th. Um, anyway, these um, medical wraps, surgical wraps, um, we reached out to a few hospitals, got a hold of them, made prototypes. I think the prototype, first prototypes were made on the 26th of March. They were approved on the 27th, and we went into production on the, on the 28th of March, I believe. And, uh, and uh, last week, packed our first pallet with about 10,000 masks, um, uh, which are destined for one of the local hospitals in Philadelphia. So... We, we pivoted because Boathouse has always been, well, let me get back to it. We pivoted because, one, it was the right thing to do. And we knew we had the ability, the innovative spirit, the entrepreneurial spirit, and the, and the speed with which to deliver. And we were creative and we found the materials and we started delivering very quickly. The other reason it's the right thing is very simply put our employees back to work. Um, uh, Nobody wanted to be furloughed, and we have, in fact, uh, we're building slowly with the number of employees that we bring back. Currently, we have about, uh, I think, about 40% of 200 people are back to work in a very safe environment. So 
Great. Uh, again, and congratulations for being able to do that. Um, uh, I mean, switching gears a little bit, just to talk a little about the company that you've built over, uh, like you said, the past 30 years. Um, you know, you with the, the rowing background and those kind of things, um, you know, I think a lot of people early on probably associated your company with making high quality, uh, much sought after uh, rowing gear that, that uh, programs across the country would want to use. Um, can you talk about just like now you, you're more, more than just that. It's all kinds of sports all over the, probably all over the world. Uh, can you just talk a little about the transformation of the company and how you were able to take it from probably something that was very small to what it is today? Yeah, sure. So the I started Boathouse actually between two Olympics, 84 and 88. And um, uh, when I came back after Seoul, Korea in 88, I really did not have the intent to keep the business going, but I didn't have the uh, um, desire to let go 17 people. So up to that point, Boathouse was strictly rowing product. And I will say we're, we were the first rowing um, apparel company in the country, but you know a couple other companies might dispute that, irregardless. In early 1990, I changed the company to an outerwear business, knowing that all sports use outerwear. And from pretty much from 1990 to about 2007, 2008, all we did was make custom outerwear for teams nationwide and abroad. And um, we continue to make outerwear for rowing teams, but but our biggest big business became football. Um, uh, at one point, we probably outfitted 50 of the top 55 D1 football teams with their rain gear, park and tape, that type of product. Um, we outfitted lacrosse and track and field and rugby and ice hockey and pretty much any sport that bought outerwear, um, along with rowing. Uh, and, that, and our goal was to build a brand and build a brand as the best custom outerwear in the world. And I think we achieved that as uh, during the period of time from 2000 to 2007 and even today, we make most of the outerwear that you will see on the sideline of an NFL game. So it started back in 94 with Starter and Apex One and, and, and then became Logo Athletic and Puma and then Reebok had a head-to-toe deal for 12 years and now it's Nike. But all along the way, we've made most of the foul weather gear for NFL games. So when you watch an NFL game and it's nasty weather, the jackets that they're wearing have made, were made by Boathouse here in Philadelphia. Um, as the team business started to change significantly in the last, in the aughts, the last previous decade, um, we pivoted and we added uniforms and training gear, and we invested early in, in a process called sublimation, which at the time people said was very risky and not the right thing to do. Um, however, today virtually every athletic company in the world, including the big shoe brands, are using sublimation for their team uniforms. So again, Boathouse was innovative. We got into something in advance of everybody else, and that's been the backbone of our uniform business, which is not for all sports, for, but for most of the um, what we would call the Olympic sports, rowing included. And then as soon as we started doing uniforms, the consumers asked, why don't you just do our, our sweats and our performance tees and shorts? Uh, so we did that. And um, uh, so today, Boathouse is uh, a producer of custom apparel uh, for most sports in the athletic team world. Um, along the way, we've also... Uh, developed some tremendous technology, one of which has become uh, ubiquitous in the team space today called Team Stores. And Boathouse developed and launched the first team store in the world, I think it was March 8th of 2008. Um, team Stores are now used by almost every team in every school everywhere in the country, and it's uh, just a better way for which people to order their custom athletic apparel, their custom brand apparel. 
Um, so the company has survived um, over the years because of our core competency, which is custom and speed. Uh, we continue to flourish because of innovation. And uh, we have a great workforce and a great management team here that make it all happen. So, and we do it all here in the USA. Great. Well, John, uh, one last question here. Um, you continue to be a proud and supportive member of the Long Blue Line. Um, you know, can you tell us what it is about your Merida College experience that has just kept you engaged with the institution over all these years? Basically, eight guys that I rode with through college the whole time. I mean, I, one, I uh, really enjoyed and valued my uh, education at Marietta College. Um, um, two, I rode one year in high school my senior year, got bit by it, and then uh, when I got to Marietta, um, you know, for me, rowing, it was very successful, and I really enjoyed it tremendously. And, it, and obviously, it gave me the, um, I guess, the confidence to make a bid at the Olympics. But um, the guys I started rowing with my freshman year are still to this day some of my best friends. And we, um, we call ourselves the boys in the boat, which is actually aptly named after a, a, a recent novel, beautiful novel written, titled The Boys in the Boat, but we stay in touch. We actually got together on our 40th year and raced once in Philadelphia and again in San Diego. Um, this is back uh, a couple of years ago, uh, 2016, 2017. Um, I still have a lot of my best friends come out of the school. I appreciate what the school is doing. I really believe in Dr. Root. I think he's doing a great job. Um, uh, trying to help rebuild the rowing program, which we'd like to see it get back to its uh, um, status that it um, had back in the 70s and the 80s and even into the 90s and before. Uh, so I have a lot of good, um, great experience from Marietta, um, great friends from Marietta, um, and I'm here to support it um, into the future. Well, John, thank you again for joining Pilots in 5. We really appreciate it, um, and thanks for all the great work you're doing during this uh uh, pandemic that we're dealing with and uh, again best of luck uh, moving forward thank you